Hello and welcome to Was That In Good Taste, that show that drinks a lot, yells into the void, and the void yells back, hey, just go to bed. Uh, I'm your host, Chandler Phillips, and with me is the co-host... Yeah, my name is James. <laughs> yeah, my name is James. James Stephen Beery. There you go. Know it. You keep dropping... That's Get the second it. time! Do you need a suction cup on the bottom I of your do. fucking beer can? I do indeed. That's right. Get to know us. That's right. Chandler Phillips and James Beery. All right. <laughs> Such professionals. Today on the podcast. Today on the podcast. What are we talking about, Chandler? We're this talking is, about friends. This is your episode. We're talking about how you make friends, how you keep friends, and how you keep them tethered in your life so that they can't go and find other friends. Ooh, ooh you feel displaced by Grace King, don't you? A little bit. Oh, well, there she you go. came in. I feel like you made a new best friend, and so I need to reassert myself. Best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just in case you folks don't know how this works, what we do is we alternate every week a topic and or theme. And this week, of course, it's Chandler Phillips over there. I'm feeling insecure in my friendships. So you want to talk about friends and friendships? I need to talk about professional. <laughs> We're dropping things. I'm dropping beer. He's dropping phones. But guess what? <laughs> Gravity. So guess like what? Thing, right? We're doing it live. Uh, all right, so first we're going to start out with what we're drinking today. Are we? I picked out a uh, Sierra Nevada. I'm going to shake, by the way, I'm going to shake mine. You already, I you've shook dripped it, really it hard. like three times. I shook it really hard, okay. Mm. okay. I was going to say like a Polaroid picture, but apparently that's false advertising now. You're not supposed to shake Polaroid pictures. You never were. Ne- never. No. <laughs> it's the fucking, yeah. it's, the, it's the earth meme where he's like, wait, you don't shake Polaroid pictures? You never did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got a Sierra Nevada uh, Dankful IPA. Um, generously hoppy. And the reason I picked this one for today is because a lot of my friends live in the Chico area. And they um, that's by the Sierra Nevada Brewery. And, like, it, it's a little close to home. It, it makes me feel... Uh, close to my friends. Um, we missed this year's Oktoberfest due to uh, COVID, and it's a bit of a bummer. Um, but also the Dankful, because one of the ways that my friend group likes to keep in contact is every Thanksgiving, we have a following, like the day after Thanksgiving, we kind of have like a group reunion of sorts, and we call it Thanksgiving. And I was just going to say that, damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll make... I'll make something for them. The past couple of years, it's it's been like apple turnovers or something. It's like a big old potluck that we get together and, you know, we, we make fun of each other and then we get our fill of everyone and then we don't want to see each other for the rest of the year. And I just realized you're going to be here for Thanksgiving. I will be. You weren't planning on before, remember? Mm-hmm. Before you were going to go back. I was going to go back, but now I'm kind of stuck you're here. You're going to for... come to our vegan Thanksgiving. Can Can I still make my apple turnovers? Nope. What? This is the first. This is our first fully vegan Thanksgiving. But the, I can still veganize my apple turnovers. You make them vegan. Go ahead. All right. Like, but it's not like someone else is going to be bringing apple turnovers, and I'm going to be like, ah, oh, no, yeah, now everybody, I got... everybody is. Oh man. So, uh, Sierra Nevada is most popularly known for what? Their pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, their classic pale their classic ale. Pale ale. They also have a pretty solid. Uh, torpedo. Oh, the I... torpedo, which is the IPA, mm-hmm. which is the regular IPA. This is the double IPA, right? 
No, this is this is just an overhopped IPA. Yeah, it's a double IPA. Um, Generously hoppy. Torpedo is pretty good. So um, I'm not the world's biggest fan of Sierra Nevada, but it does have a distinct taste as uh, a pale ale. I'm a big fan of Sierra Nevada, specifically their Oktoberfest. Oh, that's very good. And that that's one, very good. That one, I uh, consistently um, have gotten real sloshed on. Like I think my friend, uh, I'm gonna name drop here. My friend Braden and I got. Uh, got a I think a 24 pack of those once and we were supposed to be celebrating his sister's birthday but instead we killed the 24 pack and managed to just heckle the movie super bad throughout her entire birthday and <laughs> <laughs> until we passed out in armchairs it was a grand old time so uh given that what do you think of the dankful ipa by sierra nevada what's your assessment so there's a few things one um a lot of these beers have been doing the the the, the marijuana themed kind of beers six point with their uh, their their IPA series with the trail haze and the um, the hoodie and the uh, there's a, there's a few that's like literally it, the name of the beer should be I'm smoking a big doobie right now you know um, and this here is kind of a more traditional kind of you know seven point four percent alcohol by volume kind of IPA. Well, like I'm it's, not, it's it's yeah. at somebody because you you're not the world's biggest fan of IPAs. That's what I was just about to say. You know, you're not the world's biggest fan of IPAs, and I gather that you kind of do like this. This is tasty. It's got enough hops to it to let me know, like, hey, I'm not a wheat beer, but it's not overbearing. It's like you don't feel it in that that little tingle in the bottom of your jaw so, that you get with a lot of IPAs. Uh, New England IPAs, Northeast IPAs, style IPAs tend to be a lot juicier. What Juicy. happens what you, is wait, hold on. Explain they tend to that have a lot. They, they tend to have a lot of fruitiness. They tend okay. to have a lot of sweetness, and they tend to have a lot of body. West Coast IPAs, which is what we're holding in our hands, mm-hmm. tend to be very hoppy, which is very bitter, which is what I would think you would not like. However, they tend to have a lighter body. True. So they're very bitter, but, but there's they're a drinkable. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. We're going to see. Yeah. So they're, it's super drinkable, or as they say in beer, in the beer, crushable. That's the crush best. it, bro. You know how in each, um, you know, whiskey and they have their own uh, uh, terminology in beer. It's crushable. Hmm. So it's not. It's not. Um, what is the word I hate in fucking liquor? Smooth. Smooth. It's not smooth. It's crushable. Yeah, it goes down easy. Yeah, you know what I mean? So this is super good. It's nice and hoppy. Uh, you know, it's not like crazy. It's not like some Galaxy or Mosaic hopped IPA. Which it's- I like I like Galaxy hops, but sometimes it's a little overbearing. This one's just, it's got like a nice little touch, almost a little citrusy, yeah. I'd say. Um, y- yes. This is not a traditional West Coast IPA. But it's definitely not the saccharine, almost sweet, super bitter, thick, and Northeast-style IPA, which is popular over here. True. It almost kind of tastes like it has um, – it's, it's, it's leafy. It's vegetal. So Ve- what you're tasting is the hops. You're, you're literally tasting just the hops. Super green, very earthy, kind of bitter. You know, um, it makes me want to hug a tree. It's, also, it's not dry hopped, which is something that's super popular right now. And it's, it's popular everywhere, but it's like super popular in the East Coast. Hmm. This is a super traditional kind of IPA that you don't get a lot of normally over here. So that makes it kind of special here because I, this is now as popular. I'm a fan. It's good. It, <laughs> the East Coast IPA to me is thumbs up, but 
that's what's so popular that it's kind of a lot. Hmm. You know, and they also tend to be so this is seven point four, seven point six. This um, is yeah, seven point seven point four. A lot of the East Coast IPAs, you know, they the ones, get up there. They get up there like nine. Mm-hmm. You know, seven it tends to be where they kind of fall, like between six and seven. But you know, I feel like when you get up there, it especially gets a with stuff intense. like you know, everybody talks about Alchemist, like the you know, like uh, Heady Topper and Focal Banger and stuff like that, which tend to be a little crisper, a little lighter. But then you got all the stuff out here, like some of the double IPAs from Finback, which are pretty good. But the stuff from Grim out in Brooklyn tends to be very saccharine, kind of sweet. And, you know, like the Hypnotic, that that one, which is a, a seasonal, they bring back all the time. Super, you know, it's like 6.5%, but it's like super rich. A lot of people... I like Hypnotic, but I like it like... Like, you kind of got to have it just one time. Like, it's it's not one that you can have can after can after can. Yeah. And that's the thing. Those beers are really not meant to be had back to back. The beers. The beers. <laughs> um, you know, not the world's biggest fan scenario in Nevada, but this is, you know, 12 bucks for a six-pack. It's good. I, I'm a fan. This is definitely, I mean, it's not Natty Ice on a boat. You know what I mean? But this is definitely sit with your friends at a barbecue. Yeah. You might have some Coors Light, but then somebody brings like two six packs of this. So you have like a Coors Light and then you have one of these also. This is like what I'd have after playing a game of spike ball with the boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because like while you're having it, while you're doing it, you're having your regional version of if it's Coors Light or Natty Ice or regular Natty or whatever your regional Like your light. easy drinker. Yeah. You're, you're crushing beer. Yeah, whatever that is. But, mm-hmm. like, you have to have one of these also. Well, for me, back at home in California with the boys is uh, we've gone to Michelob Ultras now. They're just – it's Because you're white. It's well, a- actually, it started out because – uh, my one friend with uh, type 1 diabetes started bringing these, and he's like, I can just keep count of the carbs super easily. And so we all kind of followed suit, and turns out you could throw Michelob's back super easy. Honestly, Michelob is not bad at it's, all. It's yeah, yeah, it's crushable, bro. Yeah. So, you know, you've obviously connected with your friends mm-hmm. over, like, beers and brewskis, you know. Exactly. But, you, but you, you'd say you have a hard time making friends? I All right, so that's the theme of the episode is I don't make friends easily. Actually, that's not, that's not fully true. I, I'm good at making friends once someone else initiates conversation. That's the... Like me. Yeah. Like, you're really... Um, extroverted you can start a conversation with a stranger real easily and then like you just you know where to go with it i i can i can do step two but the step one is such a hurdle and that's where you're wrong it's it no but like how do you how I do, do you step just one. talk to strangers i do step one but i'm bad at step two i'm elaborate well like what how where do you fall through on step two because like I don't know. I could ink. Like, here, all right, I'm gonna tell you the truth. When I first met you, I don't know. I was in a good mood from a busy day, and I was like, "Oh, you work there? How you doing? You want some coffee?" But immediately, the minute I did that, I felt immediately anxious, and I was like, "What the fuck am I saying?" Oh. So know? a little bit of backstory: we ended up meeting because you worked at the beer shop that was uh, adjacent to uh, the liquor store that I worked at, and as the uh, owner of both was showing you around. Um, I was staring you down, I think. You just were looking. I don't no, know. I was just, yeah. yeah. But we didn't, but that's not, but we didn't really speak. 
True. You know, until you came in one day, I was a little bit, you came in to get a sandwich and we just had like a brief, you know, I felt actually kind of anxious. I was like, is a person who's like, also like the youngest, like everybody there is kind of like older, except mm-hmm. for like Hector who worked with me. Everybody else is kind of older. So like, here's a person who's like at least in their 20s. You know, just similar age, but like we'd have like mutual animes to reference. Yeah, so I was like, oh, "All right, here's here's a person." And I was like, "Ah, I guess I'll like you know." And then you 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 said something about coffee, and you know, since that's something I lean on, I was like, "Fuck, I know about coffee," you know. And so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna bring you some." I was like, "You know, I'm gonna give you some fucking coffee," and I did that. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna tell you something. I said I was gonna, but I wasn't, because I was like. I felt really anxious about it. <laughs> You're like, fuck this guy. He doesn't need any I more felt, coffee. I felt so anxious. I was like, oh, why did I do that? But I was like, you know, I said that would bring somebody some. Well, that kind of ties in the the other tag on this beer is generously hoppy. Ooh. And I think that's that's kind of been a good way of making friends mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. if you have an excuse to follow up with someone like, oh, I'm going to give you whatever. And so, like, your generosity was in was in coffee, and yeah. that yeah, that opened yeah. up. And then I'm gonna tell you something. I actually would not have gone over there, but I said to myself, I said I give him some coffee. I said to myself, I says, and I have some. So I says, I says, I says, I'm gonna just take the walk down the block, and I'm gonna give it to him. You know, and I felt kind of stupid about it actually. You look stupid about. it. But, you know, that's kind of what you need to do. Well, cause but you, you think I'm extroverted. I think you're extremely extroverted. But I stay in my house and don't do anything. Yeah. And I don't talk to anybody. But and every time you go outside, you do end up talking to someone. Or you end up making a friend. I'm from fucking New York. I, I, like, just, that doesn't make sense. We're from super dense. We're, we're in a super dense place. Mm. So you just get acclimated to talking to people when you're, like, around people. But I hate it. I think that you're super good at it. You don't. You don't seem like you're you're like you hate it. You seem very comfortable uh, with talking to people and with doing that kind of. If stuff. only, if only I, if only I felt that. I way. mean, maybe you're just a good actor, because a fucking sociopath. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but like, all right, so like with my, I feel like I'm I'm better at at. Uh, like once I in, once I have a third party initiate a friendship, then I'm I'm better at like kind of keeping the conversation up in the air, like a game of don't let the balloon touch the ground kind of thing. I've never heard of that game, but okay, I'm fucking around with you. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you never had a balloon. Yeah. You never had a ground full of pushpins. We used to call it keep Drew away, but okay. Oh. <laughs> so like, all right. In in my. In my experience, I've always had that friend who initiates for me. Like, so I know she's she's gonna end up listening to this podcast. My friend Kelly in college, like, we'd walk down the street and there would be easily five people at any given instance who would come up and be like, "Oh, hey, Kelly, what's up?" And then she'd introduce me, and then I'd end up making friends from that. So, like, I've always had I've always had a bridge, but I've never had to. To be the one to initiate, and that like how do how do you get over yourself so much? That you... Honestly, you know, I'm gonna tell you something. So, my friend Wally, I met him on the first day of my third high school experience, and I met him, and we were like, oh, we had the same birthday, we take the same bus, and so 
after going to many high schools where people I went to junior high school with used to beat the shit out of me, I was like, oh, I'm in a new place. I met somebody. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to somebody he went to elementary school with, Denise, and her best friend, Lisa. Denise was dating Miguel. And, you know, I met Jose because he was walking down the street. And because I had issues making friends, they gave me counseling. And the, per- and the and eventually they paired me with somebody whose name was Amanda, who lived around the corner with me. Wait, so you got actual instruction on how and to make I, friends? Yes, and I and what actually ended up happening. This is funny as fuck. Is that um, <laughs> I actually at some point because we were all friends and we all had counseling, I convinced the counselor to put us all in one group together. <laughs> That's where the sociopath. Yeah. Comes. <laughs> I manipulated this counselor, you know, to make sure I was only in the group with my friends. You always say stuff like, "Man, you're like me, me." You're so extroverted, but I'm not. I don't have the social energy to get out there and to kind of make these things happen. What happens is, is that I just so happen to occasionally be in instance situations where, you know, if you're presented with, like, I when I was a kid, I had no friends. I used to read a lot. I was very isolated, mm-hmm. and so when I am confronted with a situation where somebody has an interest, I just try. I do say something to them. But it's not really extroversion. People do catch me when I'm manic. And there's mm-hmm. different. Because I do have manic episodes. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is I'll be super energetic. And I'll just be going a million miles a minute in my head. And somebody... And this, this <laughs> Someone is, will just get in your path. <laughs> somebody while you're going just gets in my mi- path yeah. who shares a similar interest as me. And it just goes, you know. But generally, I fucking isolate myself. I don't go out with friends. I don't do anything. I lie to avoid people so that I can be by myself because being with people is difficult. I I agree. <laughs> like socializing can be exhausting, but you just you seem so so much better at breaking ice. Because I'm, how do you I, break ice? I'm telling you, it's because I'm. I can swim in frigid waters, but I can't break ice. So, you know. um, I think we've spoken about Adriana before in this podcast. I don't know if we have, but, I, you know, I love Adriana very much. I've known Adriana a very long time. In the cabinet behind you, there's a bracelet. <clears throat> After we had we had not seen each other for about about half a year, maybe a little bit more, um, I reached out to her. And I kept reaching out to her, and we hung out. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing this bracelet. And we hung out, and we had a good time. But she she just, I don't know what happened, you know... She just was like, you know what? We're not going to hang out again. But I was holding the bracelet. And I took it home by accident. And I was like, yo, I have your bracelet. Huh. And I just really, I just happened to have her bracelet. Seems like you kind of created a reason. Well, I didn't. But I'll tell you something. When we hung out, I didn't have the bracelet again. But the bracelet didn't even matter. Uh It's all about having things in common with people. And that allows you to create something that's comfortable. If you don't feel extroverted, maybe it's not because you're not finding people to talk to. You're just probably not connecting with people over similar interests. Hmm. You know hmm. what I mean? All the friends that I've had that I've met outside of my high school friends was I happened to be in a place with people who shared my interests. You know? So like when I was in FLC where I met Adriana, I was talking to people who shared music interests with me. When I was hanging out in Neutral Ground, which is a place where we played trading card games, it's very easy to make a friend when you're playing random games with random people you don't know. 
because you all are there to share a similar interest. But all right, so you were telling me a story earlier about how like oh no, someone someone that you knew ended up like your your social circle is oddly intertwined. Like it's not a circle as much as it is is like a <laughs> series of Venn diagrams. Pretty much everyone I've ever dated knows each other. Yeah. Even if they're not from the same borough. Even like, the, in New York City, if you're how, not from New York. How did that happen? <laughs> I honestly all right, so here's the thing. We Why'd that about, be like it is? We spoke about this before. Um when you're in New York City, uh which is where we are right now. Brooklyn New York City New York City <laughs> Brooklyn and the Bronx are the equivalent of 200 miles away, right? Culturally, not good. They're back. Yes, there are. Like some people say that there are parts of Brooklyn that are worse than the Bronx. It's not about that. Culturally, it's a very different place. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, you ever read Bonfire of the Vanities? The Bronx was heavily Jewish. And then there was... Boy, a, there was a huge... <laughs> a lot of people, they moved out of the Bronx. And uh, they, they, you know, there was a huge migration of of people with money out of the Bronx, mm-hmm. so they you know what happened was is that you know a lot of lower income people moved into the area. I believe it's that's just, referred to as white flight. Yeah, it is called white flight. Yeah. So it's a very different kind of area. Yeah, I just I like the term. I, I met to someone make. who I love very much. Who's and and then years later, it turned out that my closest friend from Brooklyn just happened to be best friends with her uncle. What? Uh, you know, a lot of the women that I've dated went to school together, even though I met them independent of each other, not near each other. But that's the that's the kind of mixture of geography because if you live in a, uh, a town or a city, you would think, oh, this is very few people. New York has, and has always had, a, a minimum in the city of 9 million people it's so either dense. living here or traveling to and from here. Yeah. But you're forgetting that I'm black. I like, you know, maybe now people are like, little Xan and XX, you know, X. There was, you know, when you liked alt music or like My Chemical Romance or, you know, breaking, you know, um, Taking Back Sunday and stuff like that, the community A was... black man will like and white people music. Okay, go <laughs> they used to sing, you know, that's how he did shit beat out. You're wearing black? Only black, not chain nothing. You're gonna beat the shit, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. You know, when I was younger, I was very isolated. People didn't really share my interest in reading and doing things like that. But check this out: mm-hmm. I get older, you meet people with your interests. Of course, the people in in that kind of community at the time, in like the late '90s, early 2000s, is not pop culture yet. Like it became briefly. Like hip hop is pop culture from like 2009 on. But like really hard like there was a lot of, there was screaming and songs on the radio from like 05 to the beginning of 010 yes i'm a fan of lincoln park you know but <laughs> you know isn't that great think about that so but before that you just that didn't really you know so the communities are like really small so it was almost like you were pushed into these fringe you're forgetting something yeah making friends includes the caveat is that you've only made a friend if you keep a friend Ooh. Wow, wax and poetic on this mic. Oof. Oh man, I'm friends fucking, only count if you keep I'm friends. I'm fucking good. Damn. And I'm gonna tell you something. I've done a good job of damaging a lot of friendships. Oof. So am I good at making friends? I don't. Well, well, I don't know. So you can break ice. You can break ice like one of them. I can melt that shit too. Oof. But when it comes to doing the polar plunge, tell me that's not fucking good. Tell me that was that, not fucking. That was good. That was decent. Oof. 
Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. Like, I all right. I think that's where I got you. Got you kind of beat because I'm I'm better at I'm not great, but I'm better at maintaining friendships. I like to think, and so I, I don't know. Like, I I'm good at finding common interests and then maintaining those common interests, and then I think the thing I fall short of is is reaching out consistently. Like that, I there are friends in the past that I didn't necessarily lose as friends but i just wish i would keep in contact more and then when i think about like the instances when i think oh i should i should reach out to that person i should talk to them i'm like it's fucking one o'clock in the morning why (laughs) why should i why should i contact this person i think what kind of has to do with that is um it's like our for lack of a better word the love languages like all right so i i don't know i've been reading i've been reading I've, I've spoken i've been up on this i've spoken about this um have you taken the quiz have you taken a love language quiz my language is highly physical hmm. but i i do also like yeah, highly physical as in like 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 physical contact or like uh, physical as in you just need to be present present works but physical contact and verbal affirmation Ooh, okay <laughs> verbal affirmation i could see um but like the physical contact that's that's an interesting. One. I don't like anybody near. I don't like to be touched. I don't like anybody near me. I actually really don't like people being touching my physical form. But but, uh, but especially the, in romantic relationships, the few who do, I just need to be touching. Mm. You know, I, I don't really do the like men a so male much. Anglerfish. I don't really do just those men. Latch on. Maybe have daddy issues because my father was not the world's be- not bad, but not the world's best. So <laughs> with, when it comes to men, I'm not as affectionate. But there's nothing wrong with that. Well, that all right. So that's I, I, I want to talk about, or just my my love languages tend to be more like acts of service and and stuff that you can do. Okay, well, fuck you, because you said that, and I was like, oh well, that's a fucking lie, because I think that's my number one fucking thing. If I love you, I'm your fucking slave. Oof. You you know the you know you know the people I love. I'm gonna tell you something. You ain't seen it. I'm a motherfucker. Not- no, I know you bend over backwards for the people. I'm that- not judge. I'm- it's not there. It's not them. It's me. Oh, you are. You receive. No, no, no. Wait, no, what? no. I'm saying. What do you mean? It's not. It's not them asking of me. You. I just. I just give. People that I love and I care about. I just give. If you're my friend, if you went to my last dollar, you can have it. I don't give a shit. I'll starve. You- That's true. I'll take I've it. I've seen that. I don't give a fuck. I have seen you spend your last monies on people that are really close to you. Hmm. If you're hungry, Chandler, you tell me. I don't need to eat. Look at me. I got I got a little extra storage here of energy. It's called fat. <laughs> I got, got it. Reserves. <laughs> it keeps you warm in the winter. Listen, months. it's strategic. I'm packing it on so that when I give when I give when I give my money away, I don't have to eat. Oh. Well, I think so. Like, I think there's also a difference. In the way both of us will maintain, like, guy friendships versus the way you'll maintain uh, uh, friendships with uh, a different gender. Yes. I've only been friends with women that I've had sex with, mostly. Yes. I've had very few male friends. Yes. It's not turned out well for me, okay? So... I'm still here, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, all right. But that may, I don't know, maybe it translates, maybe there's a gender divide between the translation of lung, lo, of love languages. Because, like, alright, so, like I said, for 
For me, the kind of blanket, I guess, would be acts of service and maybe words of affirmation. Um, for my for my guy friend groups, it's it's primarily words of degradation. Um, <laughs> like we're we're the worst to each other, but it's it's all in good fun because in a one on one situation, I think that there's still some sort of some connection there. So I'm I'm gonna say to you that you you've mentioned something. Um, about retaining friendships. I, I mentioned something. You said that that's something you're good at. Can I tell you mm-hmm. that despite what I say, I do have friends who listen to this. And I, when I do podcasts, I always say the same thing. I always mention them by name, you know, and I always go Lisa, Denise, Wally, Miguel. I always mention these people specifically. I just figured you were making them up so that you could seem like you have more friends than you actually do. And of course, Johnny and Amanda, which includes Sky and Lucia. I can go on forever. But the reason I always mention those people is because despite my anxiety and despite my inability to retain friends, they're still my friends. And I think the key to having friends is making good ones Mm. and picking good people. That's just saying. Just got throwing it out there. You got to know how to pick them. You just you really have to know the people to choose the right people. So, and Adriana, by the way, is up in there too because despite everything and how I've behaved and the things that I've done that are bad, if I ever needed anything, there's no doubt if I turn to her that she'll be there. So I guess let me let me pose this to you. Do you think you know you've you've made a lot of good friends? You've you know how to pick them. But have you made any bad Apple friends? No. I've mentioned all that list. This name I didn't say. His name is Antoine. Oh, Antoine Eugene Patterson. I'm going to say your whole fucking Holy name. Holy shit! You're just throwing him on blast like that? <laughs> because I'm going to tell you something. I, we were In high school, we made fun of him for having a small dick and being a virgin. I was a virgin, too. Because we were men, and that's what guys kind of... Wait, but did you have a small dick also? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, but here's the thing. is that we we kind of cracked all these things and all these jokes. But after, when I came back from Georgia, he was hanging out at the library in Fordham, on Fordham Road, which is an urban area in the Bronx. It's kind of a shopping area. There was a library that they'd uh, located and turned into a larger one. Which is the main, which is the main branch of the New York Public Library, inside of the Bronx. It's a very nice, uh, lead, L E E D, lead certified building with like automatic, like the, you know, the curtains close automatically and the lights turn Dang off it. if you're not inside of there. It's very big open spaces, very modern. Could you play ultimate frisbee in there? You know, actually, on the first level, there's a teen center with televisions. They play video games Sick, downstairs. Bro. They had lots of groups. We were just old, too old to be there. Eighteen, nineteen. But we had just been out of high school, so of course we still hung out in the teen center because we still had friends that were there. Mm-hmm. And he and I were really good friends. He was really hung up on this thing with me fucking his sister. I didn't fuck his sister because <laughs> his sister, Wait. When, when she was nine, again, we were in high school, his sister was nine years old. I think she had a crush on me, so she wrote something in her diary about like liking me. And he just had like this huge fucking thing and I, I was like, your sister's like nine years old. And then when she was like 13, she, um, she was like around 
but like I didn't like her. She was like 13 fucking years old. I was not into her. Uh-huh. And I was I literally supported him and his like punk band. But he started getting like really distant. I remember when we were on the train and he was like, yo, my mother, she's like, she's not letting me do what I want to do. I want to smoke weed and I want to do whatever I want. And <laughs> Mom sucks. And she's like really upset with me because like, you know, I live there and she was like, oh, if you're going to do this stuff, you can't live here anymore. And then he did what he wanted to do. So she kicked him out, which by the way, I'm not really mad at her about because That's, it's her house. Yeah. But he was like so upset about it. But I still try to support him. But he, like, distanced himself from me. And he said, like, all these really, really bad things about me. And we were so close. And he was so up on, like, the fact that I fucked his sister. And I wanted to fuck his sister. I never did that. I was like, yo, you're just too young. I'm not, like, running to her. She's like, we're like, you know, I used to support her like a bigger brother. Because he used to be so mean to her. He, hmm. used, to, he used to treat her kind of bad. And she would write me. She would, she would talk to me in the library. Like, oh, they're reading my diary they're reading my diary and I'd be like, you know, don't write personal stuff in your diary. Isn't like, that the point of a diary you know? though? No. I, I, or at I, least oh, maybe I said, make a dummy diary. Oh, you know, or if you know where if they know where you're hiding, I don't carry with you or something. Now hmm. I'm going to tell you, he was so upset about this shit. He was so fucking upset about this idea that I wanted to fuck his sister. And I, I, I don't understand. We're so close. And I lost that friendship, and it really hurt my heart, so I fucked his sister. Mm, um, <laughs> um, Obviously, she was of age. Okay, there you go. And <laughs> two, I say that like that, but can I just say that Sierra is very awesome. She writes this awesome blog called Funky at Heart, funkyatheart.com. She's actually been on The Art of Giving Up twice, an absolutely amazing, educated, funny person who's super talented, just a joke don't fucking kill me um because she may or may not listen sometimes hmm. but he and i were really close but in hindsight like when he was fucking trannies and fucking allies and shit and doing all this i mean oh fuck i can can't you? i can't huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> hold on pause pause what? pause this am, is this is like am the, i gonna have to cancel you, you know, this is the early 2000s uh, so this is what we said mm-hmm. we said stuff like that I obviously, my ex partner. <laughs> this is this is this is my wait, version. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen, wait. Listen, this is my version of I know a trans person. No, and this is your, up. your version of I have a black friend <laughs> on, on on my podcast. Art of giving up, which of course you can find on iTunes, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're not getting to the plugs part of the episode. Listen, yet. All right, listen. go on. Um, I did have my my partner who was trans on there as well. I was referring to the people that he slept with. In a derogatory manner, because that's how he would speak about them, because hmm. he was full of self hatred. He was internalizing. He was the internalizing shame. it, and then like you know, he had like a child with somebody, and he would like make fun of me and stuff, and be like really mean to me. But it turns out that like he's not allowed to see his child because he's a shitty father. Hmm. So there you go. You know, I'm a piece of shit, I guess. But like, he's not allowed to see his child because he's a piece of shit. But he tells people that like, you know, he's a good father. And the mother just won't let you see my kid. Yeah, fuck you, Antoine. All right. So I'm guessing you probably haven't maintained this uh, (laughs) friendship. What hurts the most is that I would. Because I don't let people go. And and I'm only saying these things to be kind of mean. But I care about this person very much. And I've known him for a long time. And you don't let people go. Even when they let you go sometimes. That's true. Um, 
There's there's a couple of friends that I got that like I I don't know, maybe I do let people go a little too easy sometimes, but it's only cuz like I have to really see that that they want to not continue being So all your friends got you. No, my friends hate me, but in a loving way. Like I said, words of degradation. In fact, here's a, here's a good example of it. We had a we had like a, a friendship reunion at my friend's house in uh, L.A. a couple uh, years ago, and we actually got T-shirts made for the occasion. This was 2018, and so on the back of the T-shirt, I showed up a day late because I had to work at a job that I eventually got fired from. That I was, I was like, guys, I can't afford to just take a Friday off. I'm I'm struggling too hard, and they're like, okay, well, you show up on Saturday. So they made t-shirts for the occasion that said, uh, Crew Reunion 2018, Rip Chandler, Never Drink Alone. That's cute. (laughs) And they had a picture of my bear paw tattoo on the shirt, too. Like, that's... The bear paw tattoo that's, of course, going to be on the Instagram inside of the story when this podcast goes live. Yeah, it's... uh, Well, I mean, a little backstory. It's it's from... Uh, Disney's brother bear. It's um, you're losers. It's cute as fuck. Uh, so anyway, like that's that's the that's the kind of of friend group I'm in is like where our method of connecting to each other. We still have a group chat. We've maintained a group chat with I think 14 of us that have main that have still been friends for the past uh, six seven years. And I think, I mean, I think the the most integral part of this group chat is we created a bot for it that uh, consistently posts every Sunday a picture of the Bristol stool chart. Um, if you're not familiar, this might what be is, on- what is this? What is the, what what is? Wow, that's cool. Ooh, peak a peak. Uh, what exactly is the Bristol stool chart? Um, the Bristol stool chart is a uh, chart spectrum one to seven and it uh indicates um the consistency of your stool so like one of the things that my friend group is really concerned about is everyone's digestive health so every sunday it'll post this this chart one through seven one being like rabbit pellets and seven being just the runniest diarrhea just so you know i'm, I'm right now i'm at a type six. Oh no honey yeah. Fluffy pieces with ragged edges, a mushy <sighs> stool. All right, you need which happens to me when I when I get when I get a cold. I just oh, you're just trying uh, to flush everything out. Yeah, you you could probably use a little bit more fiber. Honestly, maybe too much fiber is the problem. No, that's no fiber keeps everything. Oh, I don't know because it depends if you're like if you're using actual vegetation, or if you're using like fiber supplements, or if you're using like uh, Metamucil. Um, I'm I'm vegan. I've been eating a, especially I've been eating a lot of greenage lately, a lot, uh, a lot, and I even supplement. Okay, you know, and usually I'm a, usually I'm a type four, a sausage like or snake smooth and soft. Well, that's what you that's what you're aiming for. Is you want anywhere between <laughs> three to five. Three to five is the wheelhouse. Four, you're like you're perfect. So if you're usually hitting fours, right on for you. <laughs> Good go me. So. Yeah, my like my group. We we like to check in. But this is probably the most intimate I am with anyone. Is these uh, twelve to fourteen other people 
who consistently, on a weekly basis, get updates on the average consistency. Because we want to make sure that if anyone is having di- intestinal distress, we want to make sure that, like, as a group, we can we can kind of monitor. Can, can I just make a comment about the fact that, like, this is your Discord? Uh, yeah. The one that I'm on? But I don't participate in that because I distance myself from all kinds of social interaction. Just saying. this is the very same Discord. <laughs> well, okay, so we have the, the Sundays is for sacred shits, and then every other day of the week we have um, our. It's basically the equivalent, but for hydration. Like, are, you have a hydro flask, right? I uh, I do have a hydro flask. I You're do. a hydro homie. I totally am. So, all right. So, and then. On on every other day, we get posts for uh, uh, the one through seven. It's basically the same, I but think it's I've free. Been kicked from your group. What? What's the name of your group again? Um, I think that one is uh, it has something to do with RuneScape because they're they're super lame. They're I, like uh, I believe that I've been kicked. What's the what's the group again? What? Oh, real gamers only is then, the name of the is the name of the chat. No, you're not. You're not a real gamer. I was on it. You were. I got <laughs> you, fucking kicked. Aw, because you weren't active enough. If you would have told us, if you were, invite me back. If you were more intimate with us I'm about the consistency be. of your stool. Then maybe you wouldn't have been invite kicked. me back. I'm gonna be there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that's very interesting. So the thing about the stool chart that I think is very interesting is, in a sense, there, there for me, there's a sense of shame in it. I, I don't know. It's like very personal, and in it, there's like a little there's a possibility of ridicule, right? Which you've mentioned that, a little that, bit. That's kind of where you've connected. But over the years, I personally have found that I I don't really like that. Um, me and my closest friends did a lot of the ridiculing, mm. and I found no. Again, I'm older than you. When I was your age, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten older. I realized that like I preferred more kind words and affirmation to the ridicule, because I found that the ridicule just kind of covers up and obfuscates the kindness and the actual love we have for each other. And in a way, maybe not for you. I'm not trying to fuck up your whole shit, but I'm about to say. You and your friend group do this, but there's a possibility that one or two people in your friend group don't really like it. Oh, I believe that. Oh, it's toxic as fuck. And in and I think that like it's not always easy to speak up about that. You know. And I found personally I've been able to retain relationships more by being like, Hey, I don't like this. Hmm. Hmm. This doesn't make me I don't really like this and I kinda wanna be kind. You know, I had a friend a long time ago rest in peace, who used to always call me loser all the time for years. Hey, loser. Hey, loser. But then, like, I don't know, a few years ago, I was like, this is, I'm not, like, I don't, I'm not bothered. When you say, hey, loser, I don't, like, fall apart, but I don't love it. Well, I guess, I guess I, I tend to be more spite motivated. So, like, all right, the, you can't, you can't, uh, you're saying you can't express yourself. Invite me to the fucking Discord again. I'm fucking upset. I was, you know what? I was going to go in there, but now I feel left out. <laughs> Are you just mad? You didn't play Civ enough with us. 
I'm that, gonna fucking play. Fucking invite me. You didn't play Civ. You didn't play Rocket League. Fucking, I'm gonna play. Rocket League is free now and everything. You're not getting them RuneScape Even though games, I paid in two games. Oh, fuck it. I don't, I'm too old to play Rune. I was literally too old. Fucking invite me back. Anyway, continue. Continue. Anywho. I feel left I out. tend. Like, when I say one of my love languages is words of degradation, I... I respond. You're a fucking loser, and I fucking hate you. I'll show you, you stupid bitch. Um, oh. What? Oh, that's so kinky. I love it. <laughs> I thought that was like a grossed-out moan, not like a enjoying it kind of. Mo- anyway, I I respond to spite better than I respond to like actual. Mo- I don't believe words of affirmation all that well from from my close guy friends. I feel like if they are actually, they hate themselves and they're homophobic. Gotcha. Exactly. Like if we actually enjoyed each other's presence, then we don't vocalize it. That's that you repress that deep down. You don't like spending time with other guys. That's uh whoa. (laughs) Not Mm. my history. Yeah. But like, so we had this uh, weight loss challenge last year. And the entire time, one of my friends is just constantly calling me on a daily basis. And he's like, hey, what'd you do today? Did you work out today? Did you walk today? Did you go on a run? What'd you do? What'd you do? And it got so fucking annoying that I was I was shamed and annoyed into losing 30 pounds within the span of two months. And... Yeah, I think I'd kill myself. Well, I... It was practically some sort of self uh self harm, I suppose. Self mutilation. Self mutil there you go. Self mutilation in that like I dude, I, I had dreams about cheesy bread. That's how fucking intense I was about this diet. He was there were fires happening around his city and he was still out and running on a regular basis. <laughs> Just so that he could get down da- like we were on a day, like the last two weeks, we were on a day-by-day basis, and we were like, oh, I spent 30 minutes in the sauna today. Oh, well, I spent 30 minutes on the treadmill, and then another 30 in the sauna. It was that fucking intense. But honestly, at at the time, I fucking hated these people. Like, <laughs> I wanted to bury them. I wanted them to feel feel the shame that I felt on a regular basis. To the point where eventually I just kind of broke the bad dietary habits that I had. I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have done it with positive reinforcement. Because you're fucking weak. Well, that may be true. But anyway, the the other thing, aside from just shitting on each other, uh, on a regular basis. We also enjoy mutual activities. So like when we're not just on a constant state of ridicule, we do actually enjoy each other's company. Like I, I want to, I want to make sure that's clear. Like this summer I spent a lot of time with, uh, with my friend Kyle. He got a, um, a pa- I think I talked about this last episode. He got a lake pass. Fuck you Kyle. You bastard. <laughs> My my throat is raw, so I can't do it. But I was gonna, I was gonna Cartman. You're like, gonna really get it. <laughs> You're gonna fuck you, cap. Um. No, he spent. You. 
Fuck you, man. (laughs) You took it too far. (laughs) Anyway, he got this lake pass. We spent a lot of time going to the lake. And so that that was just one of the mutual activities. He wanted to spend a lot more time outdoors. I wanted to spend a lot more time outdoors because that's not something I can do a lot in New York. And there is... There is still a mutual appreciate. Like, I want to make sure that that's... We don't just... We're not friends because we hate each other. We hate each other because we like spending so much time with each other. That you know and you... You you kind of know... Like, he said this one time. We were, uh, we're hanging out. And it was he is, is Kyle, his girlfriend, and me. And I think, like, their dog, Winnie Beans. And they were gonna. What? It... Get that COVID away from me! What the fuck are you doing? Winnie Beans, I'm dying. Winnie Beans. <laughs> it's short for Winifred Beans. <laughs> You're actively fucking killing. Winifred Beans. So we're hanging out. I think he's working on his car, and uh, Marissa, his his girlfriend, is like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab some food for us." Chandler, you want anything? I'm like, "No, no, I'm good." And she's like, "But it's it's dinner time. I have no problem getting you food. Do you do you not eat?" And and Kyle goes, "No. See, Chandler enjoys food as like the thing to do, and if we're working on the car." That's not the, the – the food isn't the thing we're doing. And, like, he basically – he was able to express this feeling that I have about meals and about food. And, like, I, I had never been able to fully articulate it myself. But he was able to just, like, no, no. I, I know how he work. This is – this isn't – this isn't what he wants right now. And in that moment – I I think I found my appreciation like I mean I had appreciated him as a friend a long time but just that his ability to articulate a feeling that I personally still hadn't fully been able to express I think was I'm literally cannot stop laughing your fucking face is ridiculous you're talking about emotions like a person I'm talking Oh, sorry. I'm letting my guard down and acting like a genuine human. Like, literally, you fucking start talking about emotions. I, I love my friends. Like, a piece of phlegm comes up. And I'm, like, fucking choking. I can't. Maybe. I'm sorry. Have I been talking too long? Are you just getting antsy? Maybe. Is that fuck, the... Oh, fuck you. I was monologuing, and you're like, oh, I need attention. Fuck. Save me, Jesus. <laughs> it might have also been the fact that I decided to fucking take like a fucking lotions. You notice when I took the lotions, I started coughing. Is that what you did? <coughs> Dude, I thought lozenges were supposed to help you not cough. Fuck you and yours. Oh, shit. Are, are you good? No. Take I'm a breath. Done. Take a drink. Take a breath. <laughs> or just die. Just I, let I think the... I should. You know what? Just fucking thing? die. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I was thinking about like, oh, man. I can either keep cough. coughing. And I should do. I should pause. I can. I can. Cause I can fucking. This is not live. I can stop it. And I decided no. 
The listeners should suffer this, but you, you deserve it, you piece of shit. See, now I know that you like to be degraded. I just, you know, to show affection, there you go. <laughs> it's just, I, I know you care if you're willing to express criticism in the most creative form. And that's that's the way I keep and maintain friendships, is is by, uh, I guess, ball busting would mm. be the, the term. But you don't... Oh, that's homophobic. I can't say that. Hmm? Huh? All that, all that male machismo jockeying is homophobic. Mm. All that, all that macho <laughs> mishigas. All right, let me ask you this then. Are, are you done coughing? Can I ask you questions now? Are you present or have you, have you, you got five left minutes. Go, the... ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, shit. No, we got five minutes. I'm, f- we're, we're done talking about friends. No, 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 no. I got you. No, no, continue. Are you sure? Yeah, continue. All right. <coughs> then I just... Guess what you got to say. All right, all right. <coughs> I'm coughing for all this time. Totally. Then I guess the, the last question on my docket... <coughs> I'm pretending to cough. But then I made myself cough for real. <coughs> I get to you. <laughs> I'm gonna die. You Can I me. say something? You saw me. You saw me beginning to fake off. You made a face, and then I couldn't breathe. Okay, continue. This is this is good radio. Continue. Continue. Am all I right. am I coming for real this time or not? All right, continue. All right, are you good? Continue. So <coughs> the issue. I fucking hate you. Um, I think the only issue I have when it comes to maintaining friendships is the the direct communication (laughs) aspects. Like, I tend to fall into the out of sight, out of mind kind of category. So, my question for you is (sighs) reaching out to people that you know and people that you want in your life. I'm going to take a shit in your pillow. <laughs> I swear to fucking god. Continue, continue. Look, if you don't if you don't stop right now, I'm going to give you a tracheotomy. I will stab you in the fucking throat. <laughs> Hit your inhaler. Hold on, hold on. Continue. Lord knows you got like 200 puffs out of that shit. Continue, continue. Is it a chore or is it a leisure activity to reach out to friends or to family or like just just Okay, I'm done. No, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm done. I'm... <sighs> Reaching out to people? Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to fucking die. You're killing me. And your fucking face is so ridiculous. All right. Reaching out to friends and family often feels like a chore. I kind of feel the same but way. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And that, that's kind of the problem. Oh, why well, you're right. When I talk. Oh, man, you talk too much. Now, <laughs> this fucking guy. Here's the thing. Um, relationships are emotional labor sometimes. Whether or not it's good or bad, there's labor involved. There's time invested, emotion invested. And we're finite beings with finite time. And, you know... We often have very little inside of ourselves for ourselves, much less other people. So we have to kind of like take uh, uh, internal stock of who we are, right? 
and be like, okay, so do I have enough in me today to support the people that I care about who are going through a lot, but are moody as fuck and for no reason giving you a ton of shit for no fucking reason and stressing you to fuck out for no fucking reason. Just because they're moody as fuck. You seem to be gesturing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the reality is, is that loving people is labor. And it's a labor of love. You. <laughs> and, you know, one, 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 is it easier if they're beautiful? Maybe, I mean, if you're banging them, I guess. Uh. Um, <laughs> coming, loving someone is hard. <clears throat> maintaining relationships, like you said, seems the hard part. The hard part about maintaining relationships, any kind, including family, this is the tricky thing. Mm-hmm. People trick you into believing that you need to, you need to love family. You don't. Should you, you come from a place and you're surrounded by people, but you don't half, half, not have, half, half. You, you don't have to love them. But we all feel like we are beholden or emotionally tied to certain people, right? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when we decide to care about people, we decide how much of ourselves we're going to give to them. And we all are different people. Some people like to talk about their stool. Their stool. Um, dietary <laughs> health. Get you know, it right. If you're going to come, you best come correct. But the, the friendship really leans on when times get hard. When like lies like are the told. ones? When lies, when lies are told and things fall apart. Mm. That's where friendship comes in. Is when you can forgive people or when you can be there for them when they need you. Because, yes, when you need someone, your friend should be there. But unfortunately, that's kind of how friendships work. In the real world, we can only expect from ourselves, us, and good friends will be there for us. But what makes a good friend is you. You. Me or just like the... You. I'm pointing at you. So this is what I have to say. I can't. I want the fake cough, but I'm scared of a fake cough. I'm a cough for real. Um, <coughs> oh God, here we go. You know what you are. You're. A, I did. I did not say anything. All right. So, um, you know, this is gonna come to an end. And one thing about podcasts and relationships is that things come to an end, and that's the scary part. Friendships, like the last episode of BoJack, we were talking about off air. We're fucking losers because we talk about BoJack Horseman. Apparently, it makes me cry. Um, some relationships just have to end, and you don't decide when. Hmm. And Who decides? Or is time. it just a natural passage? Of... Think about a lot of friendships that you've had that have gone away. You don't decide that they go away. Even if you sit there in a moment, and go, "I'm not their friend anymore." You didn't decide for the actions or the history or anything to come between you. Which is what happens. Like a stream changing course. And which is why I have to say when it comes to friendships, there's only two words. Hmm? Two words that really connect and draw from you and 
they really just are you gonna summit mount what's your point anytime soon <laughs> i'm crying because i'm this is these are the two truest words i've ever heard in my life Jesus fucking Christ. entertain me dance cloud oh, you f- all right oh can tell me make me laugh i'm Man. distraught <laughs> Do you know why Orthodox Jews don't use chlorine in their public pools? Why? Because the water gets too acidic. Man, I really think we should make a dating app for uh, people who are really into late 80s, early 90s rock. We should call it Plenty of Fish. (laughs) Hey, you ever been to a protest and you see the Edgelord in a V for Vendetta mask and you're like, whoa, look out, this guy fucks. (laughs) I've been that guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh jesus christ what you got give me one more oh, come on I, I, I can't clap back uh, what uh, you got oh god now you... the only jokes i can think about is about being you're about being the guy that oh my god mm. I, I don't know if i can even say this do it say it. hold on to quote biden do it say it Oh. Go on. This is like, this is less of a joke and more of a self reflection. You ever walk into like you ever walk to a physical therapy clinic and like saw a young woman in a wheelchair and thought, man, sure do fucking have a chance. <laughs> ah, yes, <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> All right, this is this is the last. But this is the one we're gonna end on. All right, <clears throat> my dog had ACL surgery recently. Sent her home with a fentanyl patch. Afterwards, she had puppy withdrawals. Good news is, now she knows sit, stay, and shakes. (laughs) I'm scared. If I laugh, I'm going to fucking cough. (laughs) Alright. That was, was that in good taste? Was that in good taste? I don't think so. Oh, Jesus Christ. I used to hang out with these people. Mm -hmm. This is not a joke. I used to hang out with these people who are super awesome, you know? And I used to always think to myself, like, man, it's not bad, but everyone I know suffers from some sort of mental illness or a physical disability, but me, right? And I was like, how is it possible that everyone I hang out with suffers from some sort of mental illness or physical disability, but me? And you know, they always say, like, man... Like they always say, like you know, if, if nobody's crazy in the group, it's you. Yeah, it's not true. I looked in the mirror. Turns out that I have a mental illness and a physical disability. One, I'm ugly, and two, I can't even say this. Oh God, I can't. Did you just fucking botch the punchline? No, I just had to stop myself. Was this an? Was this a? No. Was this intended to be a joke originally, or were you just... Originally, but then you ever, you ever think about a joke and then you realize you can't say this because even if somebody hears this, I will lose every possible future of a career. Okay? Can I just... Let me let me give you a little con, a little concept about myself, right? One of my exes was in a wheelchair. Nothing to say about her as a person or if she's in a wheelchair. She was completely abled. Mm-hmm. Mother X could barely walk and Mother X suffered from like... 
lupus and had severe flare-ups very often. I was going to say, this says a lot about me, okay? And the joke that I was going to make was not good. Was it something about you liking vulnerable people? Something about, no. What? What? First of all, what do you what do you even say? I would never. What? 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 First of all, I would never go. I would n- never go hanging outside a physical therapy office looking to bang vulnerable chicks, okay, who could not walk. I would never do that. That's not something that I would ever do. I would never find women named Christine, okay, and then realize that she couldn't really walk and she was depressed and then hang around her and help her walk and hide her cane, okay, so that she had to lean on me. I would never do that. That's not something that I would ever do. And if there are people named Felicia who were amputated with both legs and they were depressed, okay, and they couldn't get out of bed, I would not hide their fucking limbs so that they had to depend on me, okay? Those are things that I would never do. I would never take advantage of somebody vulnerable with their permission. These are oddly specific. (laughs) Uncomfortably specific. I would never do these things. Okay, these are things that I would never do. Okay, I am not a manipulator. I am not an abuser. Okay, the fact that most of my exes have some sort of severe mental disability says less about them and more about me. I think I said that backwards. (laughs) Nothing to do with me. Okay, I promise. (laughs) I promise. Oh, Jesus, that's a good thing you're the one who edits this shit. No. I swear, this is, I swear, I've obviously never trolled outside of a physical therapy office looking for hobbled women. You you just beat them and hobble them yourself. (laughs) Look at your face. I can't even. Come on. That was funny. Look, all right. The thing, (laughs) the thing with domestic violence, domestic violence jokes, it's just beating a dead horse. Except instead of a dead horse, it's a... <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something. People will listen to this and they'll be like, oh, how dare they make those jokes? Listen. Please. Can I tell you something? When I was a kid, I watched my mother get the shit beat out of her. I watched my mother get dragged around and beaten and abused. Okay? Mm-hmm. And honestly, no, seriously, just like, you know, like her ex banging on the door and beating. And I went to open the door. He was like, if you... When she was out... Mama, mama, he locked he the mother out of the house. She was like, let me in, James. And he was like, if you, open, if you let her in... I'll fucking kill her. You know, we deal with trauma our same ways, okay? So I make jokes about it. And if it's a problem, okay, suck it up. It's not my fault it turns me on. <laughs> Come, that was good. Come on. All right. All right. The joke itself was pretty funny. But the structure of it. I Listen. The structure of it doesn't fit the can framework. Can it was because it wasn't a joke until the end. I was like, oh, it's, wait know. a minute. I can make a joke out of this trauma. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. I mean, <sighs> well, yeah. So uh, that was it, right? That was it. That was the end. Right. That was, was that in good taste? You, you could do the outro. Right? That was the, uh, that was my outro. No, that was it. Well, hold on, we it did again. the outro like fucking five minutes ago. What are you talking about? I listened to the last episode and I realized that we always do that. So that's a bit. There you go. We always do what? Like, do the outro and then, like, do 15 more minutes. 
Oh, so we say like, oh, this is the end of it. Yeah, and then, and then just keep going. And then we we take the joke on too long. Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, what does it say on that paper there? Was this in good taste? Or does it does it say that you can always reach out to to me at uh, <clears throat> that funny friend on on Twitter or at Art of Giving Up on Instagram? Or you can always shoot us an email to be involved in the conversation at artofgivinguppodcast at gmail.com or that you can read out, reach out to you at c underscore underscore honey at instagram.com or that you can reach out to you at humblebumblebear forward slash, what is it, wordpress? No, nah, it's bumblebear.squarespace.com Get a fucking domain name. Or Instagram at c underscore underscore honey. You, you just yeah. said that, I know. Yeah, you're garbage. Sorry, I was a little distracted by your stories of, tro- those weren't those weren't jokes. <laughs> They're not. Listen. Those were you made jokes out well, of. Okay. Yes. The wasn't the wasn't the intent. A lot of the people that I've experienced, I've, I know. Learn like, how to write a fucking joke. I'm sorry that my life is so traumatizing. <clears throat> the majority of the women that I know have been abused, and it turns me on. I'm sorry. You should see your fucking face. I'm the bad guy right now. Your fucking face right now. I'm bad by association. I'm bad. But you need me because I'm your black friend. Um, yeah. And, uh, what? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I need it. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me, please. No. No. Give it to me. No, it's not. You got one more, you got one more, uh, one more joke on there on that piece nope. of paper there? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> mm, nope. Well burying that one deep down. <laughs> Um, if you want to see any of my stand-ups where I have actual written jokes that aren't just about internalized trauma, uh, you can see me at Central Park shows. I'm in, uh, what is it? Sheep's Head Meadow, uh, 5.30s, Wednesdays and Fridays, 5 p.m. Mondays what and Tuesdays. What city? Where? You're garbage. In New York City. It's Central Park. Like, and fucking figure it out. There's other Central Parks. In Central Park in New York City on Wednesdays. All right. <laughs> Uh, 5.30, Wednesdays, Fridays, Monday, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Uh, or at the Tiny Cupboard in Brooklyn on uh, Tuesdays around 10 p.m. That's that's where I be. Doing jokes. Slinging yokes. You're a piece of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>